Hello, hello, you are listening to Lyrical Audio Candy Tour. This is where we explore books, poetry, and quotes that please every taste. So, come on, let's go. I'll hold your hand. Literary Treats, 08. Good morning, everyone. How are you? It is 2-8-2022, and this is Allie Moon. Thanks for joining me. I have a very special episode for you. I know it's been a while. Valentine's Day is coming up here, and I thought, huh, I should talk about love. Languages of love. Have you ever wondered what your language is? I have too. Hang tight for some quotes and information about love. As always, I created a Pinterest board. This is usually my springboard to my episodes. So if you go on Pinterest and look up Lyrical Act, A-C-T, you can find my new board. It's called Languages of Love. And in the background right now, I have some no copyright music. It's called Free Night Jazz Instrumental Music. Kind of adds a little ambiance. You know that ambiance when you walk into a coffee shop or you walk into maybe Barnes & Noble, something like that, and it's just a calm ambiance, calm jazz undertone. I really enjoy that. I think it fits with Valentine's Day coming up here. All right, let's make our way to our Pinterest board and discuss the five languages of love. And in the next segments, I really want to go into how you can actually embrace your language of love. What are the things that you can do to really express your form of your love language? Okay. So the first one here is quality time. Are you a person that absolutely adores spending time with somebody? You want to give your time to that person. That's how you show your love. So some examples of this would be going on a walk, plan a date, be present and listen, putting your phone away. You know, say you're out to lunch or something. And you're just, you're hiding that phone because you want to be present and listening to them. And the same goes for, say, you're spending a day with them. You unplug. You literally unplug. I think that shows respect, don't you? Okay, moving along to the next one in the next segment. All right, second language of love is acts of service. And this means that you go above and beyond and try to offer your help. Say they have a ton of things on their plate that day and you offer to take one of those things off their plate. Maybe they had to go to UPS store or something and drop off a package while you offer to do that for them. And that's an act of service. Say it's your day off and you could just do whatever, but you decide to wash the mound of dishes that you have in your sink and you vacuum and you get some more laundry going and you just really pay attention to 
the home and try to de-stress the home. In effect, that is an act of service for your loved one. Things like that. Um, Making a meal. I am a huge believer in if you make a special dish or a special dessert, your family will come. Everyone's doing their own thing. They're on the internet, interacting with their friends. But if you make a cake, they will come. (laughs) And it's something that you can talk about. Actually, that's my new passion. I've made three cakes in the past uh, month and a half, roughly. And I tell you, it is something that will make your family unite. All right, moving along. The third one is physical touch, cuddles, kissing, hugs, massages, all the touchy-feely stuff that makes you happy. Maybe kissing in the morning before you go to work, kissing when you come home, holding your hand, rubbing your your thigh (laughs) when you're sitting next to each other watching TV. I think a lot of couples actually don't sit with each other when they're watching TV. I think I think many couples get into this rut where they're on separate couches or separate ends and they want their own space. Um, you know, do they play footsie anymore? Do they rub each other's shoulders or I don't know. I think as couples get on in their relationship, less and less and less of that happens. And It perhaps is not their language of love. So we'll go through all of these in a little bit more detail on how you can sort of rev up or put your language of love on steroids, right? All right, hang tight. The fourth language of love, gifts. You remember those special occasions, the birthday, the anniversary, it could be whatever it is, a special occasion, you plan a surprise party. You stop at the store and you pick up their favorite dessert, or you grab them a coffee, send them a sentimental gift, a special note, something like that. And I'm just going to speak about this uh, from my own perspective. I know it sounds strange, but gifts actually make me kind of uncomfortable, like Christmas comes and people give you a gift and you open it and you're like, oh, that's that's really nice. That's really thoughtful. Sometimes the gifts are like, uh, just don't spend your money. <laughs> I, mean, I hate to say that, but just don't spend your money. And um, I don't know, gifts, gifts typically make me feel kind of uncomfortable. Even though in the back of my mind, I'm like, wow, they just did that for me. And I don't even, like, sometimes I think, do I deserve that? <laughs> you know? I I don't know. And for myself, I like to give gifts, but it's not my, it's definitely not my language of love at all. Not even close. I, I spend a lot of time on thinking about what people like, but... I don't know. It's just not my language of love. So when somebody gives me something, um, there's like a, a little percentage of, uh, not cringe, but kind of like, uh, I don't know, I don't know, you know, kind of thing. And I don't know how to describe that, but 
I've just always been very um, low maintenance, I guess, with that sort of thing. So, I mean, I appreciate, <laughs> don't get me wrong, I do appreciate when people give me gifts, but I never expect it. I never, ever, ever expect somebody to give me something. And so when they do, it is special, I will admit. Um, yeah. I hope I'm not digging my myself into a hole here. All right, moving along. All right. And the last one is words of affirmation. Send a letter of affection. Encourage an everyday conversation. Offer compliments. Be an empathetic listener. I would say words of affirmation. I really, really enjoy that. Like for me, if I meet somebody who really knows how to communicate well, sends me cards or or letters, uh, you know, long handwritten letters, I love that say they compliment me. Sometimes I have a hard time taking compliments, but I enjoy that because compliments are free. And I don't know. I like that. They didn't have to go and spend all this money on me. They could just simply open up their mouth and say something. Or they could write me a little letter with maybe a nice quote or something like that. I love that. And I actually subscribe to this too. Words of affirmation. I am very, I'm very into complimenting somebody. If I wholeheartedly feel that their hair looks good, that they look really pretty that day, or they did something really well, I will tell them. But I never, I never fake it. You know, if you get a compliment from me, you're going to know that it is really genuine. All right, let's go through the details of how we can boost up our languages of love. Oh, and by the way, so this um, how to speak each language of love, I found this on the Daily Positive. It's actually on the Pinterest board. I kind of mixed it a little bit with an article I found um, on greatest.com slash grow slash what dash r dash love languages and this was by Anna Lee Byer just kind of mix them together they're in different orders you'll notice that like um, the five languages of love are not like oh it's set that number one words of affirmation number two quality time or you know oh number one is quality time number two is acts of service you know what I mean like it's just all kind of like wherever you go it's all kind of like mixed and jumbled So they're not in order of importance or anything like that, I should say. Okay, so going on to our Pinterest board, and you'll hear me kind of clicking. Let's go through quality time. I'm just going to do a couple examples of how you can boost up your love language of quality time. Okay, some things that I might find interesting. You can find this on refindingus.co. All right. Now, this might be hard to do once a week, but I think at least once a month would be probably important in most relationships. 
set a regular date night every week. No phones allowed. They say every week. I don't know. I don't know about that. (laughs) It gets a little difficult where, you know, you have your children and you're running around. You're basically two ships passing each other in the night. But um, I think it's important to set a special day where you don't necessarily have to go out. You could just stay at home, but it's got to be kind of special. You know, you might buy a special bottle of wine or make a special meal, get a movie, that kind of thing. All right, let's find another one. Plan a picnic at a park. Once the spring and summer come, or even in the fall, it would be really nice. Can you imagine getting a little picnic together? Maybe getting like a, what's that word? Chartreuterie? Oh my God, I can't even say it. Char, char, tutory? <laughs> Somebody help me. Um, the cheese and the grapes. Chartreuterie? I don't know. Whatever. Fig spread, the crackers. You don't have to bring alcohol if you don't want to. You could bring some sort of like apple cider and just make it the sweet, salty, sour combination of all that stuff. Doesn't that sound fun? Maybe you can work your other languages of love in the picnic as you're sitting closely together. I think that sounds so fun. All right, read a book together. Have your own little book club. So as you're reading your book, and you don't have to like sit next to each other and read your book, but you can have this sort of union of reading a book together. And you each have your own perspective of what's going on in the book. You have your own thoughts and you can have a one-on-one discussion. I mean, how fun is that? That sounds like a really good way to (laughs) spend time. All right, and then probably the last one that I'll mention, do groceries or market together. I think some of the best times I've had actually with my husband is um, grocery shopping together because we laugh you know, we pick out things together, plan meals. Um, it doesn't cost a lot of money to go grocery shopping besides the groceries, obviously. But I mean, you're holding the cart, your hands might be touching, you might rub the small of their back. It's, I don't know, it's, I think, a very intimate experience. It can be intimate. I know it sounds weird, but how many people do you grocery shop with? Not too many, right? Your partner? Maybe your kids? But it can be something that can be very, very nice. It's good quality time. All right, moving along to the next one. Okay, so we're going to talk about acts of service and how to boost that language of love. And I just have to bring this one up because actually... um, Right now, my middle son had his wisdom teeth out uh, last Wednesday. And so on this list, acts of service, which I do subscribe to, um, at the sort of bottom, it says, now I have to find it because I just, (laughs) get them medicine when they're sick. Oh my goodness. Okay. So what do I do for him? I basically make sure when he's in the house that he is getting all of his medicine, you know, the antibiotic and the pain medication and all that sort of thing. And what do I do? 
I pack him. Yes, I do. I pack him his medicine for the day. And he actually goes away for the weekend for this uh, music thing that he's in, um, a special music thing. And what did I do this weekend? I actually packed him in this little sort of, it's like one of those weekly planner type things. But instead, on each little slot where it said, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. I covered that up with a piece of tape and I wrote, you know, breakfast dose, lunch dose, dinner dose, bedtime dose. And it actually worked out. So he was only away for two days and that one little weekly strip actually worked out really well. So he was covered. How was he covered? By me giving that act of service to him. All right. What else? What else? Um, Oh, make them a cup of coffee in the morning. I would have to say my husband also is an active service person. So what does he do in the morning? He makes coffee, but basically he makes coffee for everybody. And even when he's done with his coffee, my son and myself actually like a different type of coffee. We like the flavored kind, right? So what does he do before he goes to work out? He'll actually make the special coffee before he leaves for us. And that's an act of service. And I really do appreciate it. Here's another one. Bake their favorite pastry. What did I talk about? Baking the cakes. Yeah, if you don't want to make cake, you can make pie. I was on a big pie kick, I think, back in 2019. I would make, like, pumpkin pie, like, year-round. I wouldn't even just wait till Thanksgiving. I would make it all the time because I loved it. And make it even more special by hand-whipping the whipped cream. I mean, you can use, like, one of those um, mixers if you want to. But my whole point is that you want to make it, like, by hand. If you like cool, buy cool. But I'm just saying, like, whipping whipped cream, super easy, just so you know. You take whipping cream, you are whipping that thing for a very long time if you're hand whipping it, and all of a sudden it'll start to thicken, right? Keep going, keep going, and then once it kind of gets a little thick, throw in some sugar, just like a couple, you know, couple, oh, probably a fourth a cup of sugar maybe, and then add about a teaspoon, two teaspoons of vanilla extract, and then continue to whip it. And then once your whisk sits in the bowl and it kind of stands up straight, roughly, then it's done. That's usually the test. Do it to whatever consistency you want. A little fun fact, if you whip whipping cream and you don't add sugar and you don't add any vanilla extract or anything like that and you keep whipping it and keep whipping it and keep whipping it till it's super super thick that actually turns to butter did you know that <laughs> well now you know if you want to create your own butter you can add some salt to it and you've just made your own homemade butter so little fun fact for the day i'll name one more thing of acts of service and let's see here what do i like uh, help manage their money and budget. It's not a very romantic thing, but uh, my husband takes care of all the finances. I used to do it, and I would get late fees all the time. And he took over, and I tell you, 
we're saving money because we're not being late on the payments. So there you go. All right, moving along. Before I move on, I'm going to give you some word porn. <laughs> and this is literally from word porn. I'm obsessed with my space and alone time. So if I want to spend time with you or talk to you consistently, just know you're special. I love this short and sweet one. You can find this on babywisemom.com. It's by Dieter F. Uchdorf. Love is really spelled T-I-M-E. All right, physical touch is the third language of love. Oh, think about how often we as people are not touched. Literally, when was the last time that you were touched? I think a lot of us can't remember. Especially if, you know, we don't have a partner. But even if you have a partner, think about all of the people in the world that have marriages where they never touch, they never have sex, <laughs> or like maybe three, four months go down and they haven't had any at all. So there are many, many lonely, lonely people starving for touch. And I think this is something that we all could make an effort to rev up. All right, let's, uh, let's do this. Slow dancing in your living room. Holy shit. When was the last time you slow danced with your partner? Let alone in public, let alone in the living room. Come on. It doesn't happen, right? So that, yeah, that could be a bucket list thing for me. All right. Give them a kiss or a hug. I think if you're in a partnership, kisses are pretty frequent. Maybe at least once a day. Um, hugging, though. Hugging probably is less often, I would assume. Making sure your bodies touch as you sleep. Hmm. <laughs> Cuddling in bed. I think as time goes on, you just do less and less of that. Put sunblock on their body when out on a summer trip. That actually does happen for me. Um... Yeah. Play with their hair? Well, my husband shaves his head, so <laughs> that ain't happening. Does he play with my hair? No. No, not really. Um, touch their face. Okay, this one, I have to say, is not on my list. I absolutely hate it when people touch my face. Like, one thing I can't stand is I, I don't even like to touch my own face, but when they touch my face, I can't stand it. I don't know if it's just like the thought of dirty hands or <laughs> COVID or something. I've always been that way. If I touch my face, I know I'm going to get like a big like pimple right there. So I think that's, um, but I guess some people like their face touched. Um, what else? What else? Welcome them home with a kiss. I think that's very simple. Like last night I came home, 
got all my PJs on, put my hair in a bun, all that stuff. And I actually went up to my husband and I kissed him, which I normally don't, but I did last night. So I guess I was boosting up my language of love there. Um, because I don't, I don't feel like physical touch is really part of my language of love at all. I, I don't know. I kind of grew up in a, an environment where there wasn't a lot of physical touch and I kind of, I guess I kind of tend to be a little bit cold that way. And I don't like that about myself. So it's to say that, you know, we don't want to be stagnant, right? We want to always be growing. And if you feel like you're lacking in some department, hey, take these suggestions and go with it. All right, moving along. This is by Jenny Slate. I am supposed to be touched. I can't wait to find the person who will come into the kitchen just to smell my neck and get behind me and hug me and breathe me in and make me turn around and make me kiss his face and put my hands in his hair even with my soapy dishwater drips. I'm a lovely woman. Who will come into my kitchen and be hungry for me? I don't really have a little uh, schematic or meme about gifts, the language of love, gifts, or gift giving. I think that's maybe self-explanatory. I think sometimes when I think about gifts, I'm actually fine with gifts that people maybe spend time making, like say they canned jalapenos or something. That's something I can get on board with because I've actually done that before where I've I've done like um, the fridge jalapenos where you basically make the peppers like as if you're going to can them, but instead it's just for the fridge and it lasts about two weeks. Those kind of gifts I actually really enjoy um, or maybe handmade soap or some sort of like Christmas gifts usually from me if I have the time are handmade. Um, I've done canning. I've done making bookmarks for people. I've made hats for my entire family one year. Um, I'd really like to get into soap making that or even like candle making would be really amazing. Stuff like that, I think would be great. So I can really get behind making things. I've even done, um, I've done scarves, like knitting scarves. What else? Hmm. Yeah, stuff like that. I really, I can get behind. I think I subscribe to, like, <laughs> if somebody wanted to get me this super expensive piece of jewelry, you know, like, I don't know, an emerald or something or a ruby, and they spent like two, $300, that would just make me cringe. I don't know. I... I'm so, maybe it comes down to like, I don't like the, like the materialistic aspect of it because to me that does not show love. It shows that you have a big pocketbook, but the fact that somebody would actually make something for you and spend time and hours on something, and then they would give it to you to me kind of goes in line with acts of service. So it's a combination of the two that to me, um, really means a lot. 
So anyway, <laughs> moving along to the next one. I have to say, you know, when I went through my whole like ACL tear, meniscus tear and all that stuff and my Latin hip hop group and actually all of the dancing groups, you know, ULA and even Work Fitness, all the people put together this care package and I loved it. It was great. It had all the things that I, all the comfortable, comfy, cozy things that I love, you know, tea and socks, which in fact, I am wearing one of the pairs of socks right now as we speak. Um, I enjoyed the tea when I was on my leave. Um, they got me mums for the for the garden. Unfortunately, I couldn't plant them because I couldn't really move that well. Um, and mums will come back every every year, just so you know. They got me um, these peppers. They were just really pretty. A coffee mug, um, hair care products, you know, all kinds of gift cards all kinds of things. And I greatly appreciate because I really didn't expect anything. Like I don't ever expect anyone to give me anything ever. <laughs> One lady sent me a really nice note and, and a gift card too. And I enjoyed uh, using the gift card, but what made, made my heart sing even more. And, and actually many of the people sent cards. So what made my heart sing most was the words, the words of affirmation, that language of love really made my heart feel good because they would say things like, you know, we miss your energy, we miss your vibe, um, all that sort of thing. And and I always felt like anytime I go to that class, I was always wanting to exude, hey, age is just a number. This is a space, this is a safe space where we can be as sexy as we want. We can work out and not even feel like we're working out. We can twerk and it's a safe environment. We don't have to worry about some drunk person <laughs> in a bar coming up thinking it's an invitation because it's not an invitation, right? It's just literally getting in tune with that primal being, the primal sexual being that you are. That everyone is. Yeah, don't deny it. <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, let's go into this after I was, you know, going on my soapbox about what that space is. Anyway, all right, so I do this a lot. Text them during the day at random to assure them that you love them. And you can say really things, really great things about them, like that you're proud of them, um, whatever it might be, whatever you want to say to them, you know, thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for taking the trash out. Just making sure that they know that they're appreciated. That's always a good thing. Uh, I like this one. Leave a sticky note on their dresser or mirror, appreciating how they look. You know, some people are really insecure about how they look. And an outsider might come in and say, you have really beautiful eyes. Or, wow, I really do notice that you've been putting a lot of effort into your appearance and you're dressing nice and all that sort of thing. We don't necessarily have to be validated all the time, but it does feel good when somebody notices, doesn't it? All right, 
I like this one. Don't be too harsh, too critical with their mistakes. Try to express your feelings and opinions in a constructive manner. You know, my dad once told me something like when a child breaks a dish or they spill milk all over, what's more important, that broken dish or the child? And you have to think about that. So you shouldn't get too mad at somebody breaking a dish because that dish is not important. Their feelings are more important, right? Okay, and then I think the last one I'm going to say is this one. Use the sandwich method. If you have to share something that they did, that they might take negatively, like they did something wrong, you sandwich it between positive messages. Because if you're constantly hearing negative, 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 negative all the time, you're going to really feel like shit, right? You can apply this whole thing to, say, your workplace. When you tell your workers, um, this didn't get done. I really want this to be done. But gosh, you know, you did a great job on this, this, and this, and this, and this. That's what they always say. Always do a positive with a negative. And I have to actually remind myself of that. Um, I think it's a good rule of thumb. All right, moving along. Yay! All right, so words of affirmation, just simply saying I love you. And that's the title of this poem by Michael Forday. The most beautiful sound in the world to me is not forest birdsong or babbling brooks or even the ringing of church bells. It's hearing you whisper, I love you over and over again. Hope you've enjoyed this episode, learning about the languages of love. What is your language of love? Did you define it? Do you have two? Do you have three? Do you have all five? Do you lean toward one? They say if you find somebody who has the same language of love as you, you will have a very successful relationship because you're communicating on the same plane. So, um, so go check out the Pinterest board. It's called Language of Love. You can find this on Pinterest, Lyrical Act, ACT. I have all kinds of pictures of acts of service, making cakes, giving flowers. That would be gifts, actually. Um, making coffee. There's a picture of a couple cups of coffee with a heart, with the little steam rolling up, and it's a heart. I've got physical touch on here. We've got dancing. We've got cuddling. Um, we've got couples, same-sex couples. We've got, you know, opposite-sex couples. Couples from the past. Couples from the present. I've also got some pretty pictures of hearts because... We're near Valentine's Day. And there's also a cute little thing about what roses, like the color of the rose, what it means. What's the significance of the color? Just for your information. My most memorable Valentine's Day I ever had was when I was actually single. And I bought myself a lavender rose because that's what I wanted. And I've never had a lavender rose, like at that point in my life. I think I was all of like maybe, I don't know, 
was I 18 maybe? 17, something like that. I swore off men for like a year. (laughs) I think everybody has to do that. Like spend a good solid year just spending time with your family and your friends and not really, you know, bogged down with the relationship stuff because sometimes that can be kind of taxing. You got to build yourself up and know yourself first before you can give, I believe. So um, anyway, that was a little tangent. I hope you have a wonderful Valentine's Day. Remember, Valentine's Day is just one day. There are many people that are mad at Valentine's Day. Oh, it is a very commercial holiday, isn't it? Just like Christmas. Try to make Valentine's Day every day. Why not? Why not? You can do anything you want to do in life, right? All right, I'm going to leave you with that. But I do want to say one thing before I go about what's going on with me. I'm back to work. Yeah, I'm on restriction as far as the length of time I can actually be on my feet. But in the next week or two, I will be back to my normal schedule. It almost seems like a distant memory. Ha ha ha. No, uh, the staycation, I'll call it staycation. No, that was really a leave, um, was really difficult. Um, for somebody like me, who's a real busybody on her feet all the time, go, go, go. Let's make this cake from scratch kind of person. Um, it was a difficult experience and I will never forget it. I learned a lot. It actually connected me with my family a lot more. Um, it made me. I'm a homebody to begin with, but it actually made me even more of a homebody. I have learned to appreciate my body. Uh, I miss, I do miss the capability of my body from before, but I know that eventually with time and a lot of effort that I will get that body back um, slowly but surely. And um, just remember to be grateful for your body and be grateful for your health every day. It's a blessing and, um, never take it for granted. All right. Have a lovely day and I'll catch you next time.